Yeah, we're making power moves, rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power moves. Straight out of Grand Block, Michigan, rocking a cold one in each hand. My buddy Dave and I are Americans, just making power moves, ripping heaters and chugging paps. Now he lied with no class, blowing shit up and chasing ass. Yeah, we're making power moves. Yeah, we're making power moves. Right to a Detroit groove. It's all American. And we're back. Power moves episode. Nobody told me. With your boy, it's uh, your baby brother, Mike Brido, Bridenstine from Los Angeles. Woo, California. Burns is on a well-deserved vacation to Fuck City, USA. So joining me today, also in Los Angeles, woo, California. It's the former co-host of the program. It's your other baby brother, Brooks. Wheeling everybody. I say we take this whole thing from Burns. It's ours now. We've it's, we we've took over. You're cooked, Burns. Hit the bricks. It's our show now. You're out, Daddy. It looked like somebody kicked you in the butt and get, left you with a watch. <laughs> that, a computer took your job, Daddy. We're computers. Sorry, Daddy, that you needed to go on a vacation because the next thing you know, Brido and Brooks are coming in and they're stealing your show, oh, Daddy. Wally Pip had a headache, Daddy. And then uh, Lou Gehrig came in and played for a bunch of games in a row, Daddy, the Iron Horse, Daddy. No, Burton, Brido, <laughs> sorry. I don't know. You're talking about 1950s Yankees <laughs> well, and I'm... 20s, but yeah. Lou Gehrig was in the 20s? Yeah, Lou Gehrig is in the 20s. Mickey Mantle's like the 50s. Mm, okay. All right. Well, shout out to Roger Maris. 61. He hit 61 home runs in 61. 61 with an asterisk. With an asterisk. Played more games. Played 162 games. Babe Ruth only won 54. Why um, do I know that? Because my brain is bad. We were, we had I, a pregame. What were you going to say? I was going to say just I was doing I was imp- uh, doing a bit the other day where I said I was the Babe Ruth of baseball. But... um. <laughs> I fucked up and said the Babe Ruth, and then I Babe just Ruth. went, yeah. And then I was like, he worked in the he worked <laughs> in the offices. He's very good at uh, either way. It doesn't matter. It just well, hey, daddies, it's great to be back and yes. uh, pulling Burns's weight for him. Yeah, really, it really is the pre probably the best pregame we've ever had. I mean, and we had nothing planned. We had guests. We had female guests on the show. A lot of things happening. In the pregame, a lot of inside, uh, a lot of inside comedy stories, a lot of inside pro wrestling stories, a lot of. But hits. fuck it, let's get people in. Let's get people excited right away before we get yes. going because you know we're, we're vamping too much. Brido and I are going to tell our point of view yes. on the dad burner on the dad boner saga. Yes, what we saw happen while it was happening, and I think that that's an interesting way to look at it without burns involved because... yeah because like he would chime in and know, and he doesn't even know how this works so do you remember seeing it did you know it was burns's how did this happen for you i don't quite exactly remember i bet that you knew earlier so why don't you talk about how you found out about a dad bone okay we were living in historic filipino town this was i was living with mike holmes and Burns kind of lived on our couch. 
And, he, and I, li- I lived on your couch a little bit, but not as much. Burns officially lived Burns there. lived there, lived there. You were like, I don't want to drive back to Huntington Beach to live there. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm drunk. So we had we had people on our couches. It's not a big place that we lived in. And then Burns got stabbed later that October. So it wasn't the best and neighborhood. It was, a, it was a couch that like you can't you gotta ball up on. It wasn't enough it wasn't enough couch to like lay straight. No, this is squalor. We lived in squalor, we had cockroaches, people were stabbed. Uh, a homeless man lived kind of in between our floor and another. It was, it was wild times, but we were children. And so Burns is living on this case, he's working at, the, <laughs> he worked at this motorcycle clothing uh, store that he gave discounts for his motorcycle clothes to comedians, which Kyle yeah. Kinane called a Fonzie scheme, which I always thought was a great joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know why Burns got fired from that job? For giving away free shit. Well, they found a G-chat between me and him where I said, thanks for my fucking sick boots. <laughs> and they, like, installed this software so they could look at his computer. And I'm like, I, the boots I still rock, Burns stole from me. Man, this is how wild it was back then, too. I would go visit him at lunch and go, come to Umami Burger. And we would drink beers in the middle of the day. And then w- one time I saw the uh, the waiter later. I go, hey, man, you were so cool, like, waiting on us, like, after it closed and everything. And he goes, hey, man, anybody who had six beers at lunch is cool with me. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, we were <laughs> just getting started, too. But, yeah, he he was living on and a couch gl- and, and working well, the working shitty at- retail job. At Glory, but it wasn't shitty. Like, Brad Pitt was in there all the time. Yeah. Fucking Keeper Sutherland. Yeah. Like, uh... I was the, there, and um, Randy Jackson from uh, uh, American Idol was in there when I would be and there. And then, yeah, also, like, the Mongols were in there yeah. a lot. Like, the <laughs> yeah. motorcycle gang, the Mongols. Jax like, Teller, the character from <laughs> from that Ameri- from that show, would just be in there. Yeah, like, Burns was like, hey, play it cool, these guys that don't fuck around. Like, it was a, it was a rad shop. Funny cutaway to I'm living with Burns 10 years later and we're living not far from glory and yeah, it, yeah. it it's closed and we're, we walk past it. It's the first time Burns sees it's closed and he goes, he's been fired for a decade. He goes, Burns wins again. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, Burns yeah. always wins. <laughs> God, he does. He just does. So, so he's like, here's this thing I've been working on. I haven't told anybody, but it's getting kind of popular. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I invented this fake uh, internet character. And this is when Twitter is the opposite of what Twitter is now. Twitter is like pretty kind of, it's the wild west. Like yeah. now it sucks. <laughs> yeah, now it sucks. But back then nobody else, there wasn't like Chicago party Aunt, or like there wasn't like fake Twitter characters. He was doing that. He was doing something that nobody else had done. And he's like, start at the bottom and scroll up. And there was a, there was like, I was laughing so hard. And then the second time I think he like, he's like, so I wound up taking a shit in the shower again. I think I fell out of the chair. I was into the ground laughing. Like yeah, it, to me, it was I, the funniest thing that I'd ever read in my life. I still do think 
I would read it in the because I I ran into it. Or you guys let me privy to what was happening because we were all friends. And then I think there was an inner circle of maybe 10 people who knew what Dad Boner was, who Dad Boner was. And then like Burns and I became friends. I will say the night Burns and I became friends, he was staying at his girlfriend's. He was living with his girlfriend. And uh, I was rifling through his DVDs before we went out drinking. And I was like, you have like Guns N' Roses like live at uh the I, I don't know where the fuck it was like live at the rainbow room i don't know uh you played that and he was all like, the time and we just jammed out to that and took so many shots and then we became friends instantly uh you guys were you friends know. before that no oh because he because you would come over to me and holmes's place and then burn started coming i get it okay yeah, so he was like, we were tertiary characters in you guys' life. Yes. And after that, we were we became like really good friends, and then like cut to, uh, you know, uh, I'm I move, we become really good friends. I get SNL. I move to New York. I come back. I'm engaged. Uh, it goes south, and I hire. I don't hire, but I have to go shoot this movie that doesn't do well. But I have to go shoot this movie and I don't want my ex-fiance in my apartment. So I am like, Burns, you can stay here for free as long as she doesn't come over here. Cause that's I just I was worried because I was gonna be gone for like six weeks. And so he just lived on my couch. He he still wouldn't sleep in my bed, even though I'm gone six weeks. And it was just to make sure that my ex didn't come into my apartment because I was like, I don't want to give her a place to stay. It was very but petty. In, in Silver Lake? Yeah, it was my Silver Lake spot. Oh, okay. And then we moved in together for four years and became, we're roommates for four years and like worked on a TV show. But before all that, met him, both love Guns N' Roses. Yeah. And then I feel like he's the one who told me because he like would, if if he told you, he would make you swear to not to tell anybody. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'm making this thing. Let me know what you think. And I would read it. It was probably two, 300 tweets in by the time I found out about it. I would read it at my biomedical engineering job in Irvine in the bathroom. And I would have to like really shudder my laughter because I'm supposed <laughs> to allegedly be taking a shit. And I'm just cackling at like, he just wants to take the boat out and Anne won't let him. Yeah. Do you remember when Deadspin was trying to figure out actively who it was? And the rumor was that it was Kinane. And then the guy was like, well, Brooks Whelan told me it was or something. We like we were convinced that you told the guy and we no. called you. What happened, how it got out it was me, Andy Wood and Matt Kirshen started a podcast. Oh, probably science. Probably science. You came on. No, I mean, you're sober now, so it is okay. Yeah. You were so drunk, we never aired the episode. That, the audio is bad. They told me. You were also a maniac. I was shit. I drank a bottle of, an entire bottle of bullet and screamed at you. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't fun. We were like, this isn't fun. But we were talking. Then Burns came on shortly after, and we would do an intro, and we talked in dad boner lingo. Oh. You know, we were like, like it wasn't, we didn't say Burns is actually, you know what? Andy Woodsit did say Mike Burns is dad boner. And then I had to be like, whoa, we got to cut that out. <laughs> so, but we did use dad boner lingo, like heavy lingo, okay. like, yeah, you know, like thank, like whatever. Thank God it's Friday. You know, um, uh, can't, can't really wait looking for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really looking for the weekend. 
So that's, so my podcast at the time is what out it burns, but let's, 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 okay. Let's go backwards. Yeah. So I find out about it. I'm loving it. I'm laughing so fucking hard. Like he's still living with Anne at the time. How did you feel? You're living because you guys end up moving all together to a new place. Yeah. So after Burns got stabbed, so he got stabbed at the bottom of our street. He came home with a woman from the bar and then they try to mug him and then drunk uh, Burns or just, you know, with a new girl He's I think he swings at the guy and then a guy came, he didn't know was there came in, like just stabbed him twice in the back. And it was like a horrifying time. So we were like, let's get the fuck out of this neighborhood. And we found a house. I, was, I, I remember I remember that apartment, dude. It was it was uh, how much did you guys pay for that a month like, for well, downtown L.A.? I mean, oh, I know that I, th- I want to say we paid. I ended up paying less at the house. So it might have been fourteen hundred total a month or something. You and Holmes were splitting. Yeah, it could have been a thousand dollars a month. If you would have told me it was a thousand dollars a month, I'd be like, that makes sense. But I think it was like Holmes would know. Holmes actually got us our rent lowered too. It was pretty cheap for, especially for a two bedroom. And they begged no, us I, to stay, and we we're like, no, this place stinks. And our friend got yeah, people, stabbed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so. Was he working on Dad Boner before he was stabbed there? Yes. Yeah, because he, I, I fell out of my chair laughing at the – I can picture where I was, like, in the living room of that first apartment. And we moved – so we moved 11-11-11, and we moved to 1100 West Kensington and apartment 11. And it was 11-11-11, and I remember thinking this was a huge deal. Armistice Day, baby. <laughs> But like I was like it's eleven 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 and we moved into eleven hundred apartment eleven and everybody's like yeah it's a lot of elevens yeah. and I'm like that's amazing and no one cares well that's your that's your like <laughs> Iowa like excitement coming out you know what I mean we're both from Iowa yeah. and we both have like get a little too excited about things that other people are like to me that seemed exciting I was also thirty or thirty one or thirty two I I remember. You know what? You know what? Here's here's a real fact. Uh, I remember like having my phone when it's 11, 11, 11 at 11, 11 and 11 seconds. I'm going to screen grab my phone. And I did do that. So I also had the same excitement for that amount of I mean, that, it's a, that, that day. It's a lot of 11s. And we it's moved, a lot of ones. Yeah. On a one, 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 mo- one, 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 one. I moved it. It's more. Yeah. It's more ones than 11s by double. <laughs> I mean, it's double the ones than 11s. Yeah. So. That that's when we moved in there, and it was uh, then Mike and Stacy, Stacy, his girlfriend at the time, who now married, lived in like the big room, and then me and Burns lived like across the hall from each other, and then so he decided to out him while we lived there. He decided to out himself. Well, hold on, let's before we get to that because that's when it blows the fuck. Oh right, up. okay. So I forget, I forget. Uh, but g- g- do what you were going to do. Cause there's a dead spin part that it was, there was, it was pretty fun behind the scenes. Thing. So it like blows up. Like it's like got this underground following people are retweeting it. Kanane, Bronger, everybody thinks it's like one of those two guys. Meanwhile, like Burns is fully in control of what I do believe is the funniest downward spiral ever written. <laughs> I I really yeah, believe yeah. that about Dad Butter. Like Rolling think... Stone said, he was like one of the top fifty funniest, uh, like the funniest things, uh, right now. And like he was in Rolling Stone magazine for that. Yeah, 
Yeah, Pat and Oswald, like, like people that he's funnier than were being like, hey, this is great. Yeah. Uh, and like, it was really Bourdain. Bourdain loved it. Yeah. And it was really fun and exciting. And the things that we were doing in our lives were making it into Dad Boner, which was fun. Because I remember we went up to your girlfriend at the Times uh, cabin at Big Bear. Yes. And we invaded Gator Pain because we were just pouring champagne and Gatorade. Yeah. And then, you know, Carl's like, yo, I got Gator Pain. Uh, I don't know if you were there with us when I went to a gig and I felt like they'd uh, not paid us appropriately, so I stole a boombox. Yes. Oh, yeah. At Red Ro- or No, I mean, not there. Yes, I remember this. Yeah, so I stole this boombox because I was like, yo, fuck, you didn't pay me enough. And then so uh, out of nowhere, Carl has the boombox. Uh, and it was be, great. There would be shit that I would do drunk that it would end up Dave would doing. Dave would do the thing that... And I think like Mike Holmes was that way as well. Like something that Holmes would do would end up being something Dave would do. And yeah. so it kind of became like an amalgamation. The, 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 the weekend that we found out dead spin, this like this, right. His name was like McGeary. Drew, Drew, Drew Marguerite or something. McGeary is what I, cause, but uh, that guy was like a big writer at dead spin. He decides to be like, I'm outing, I'm outing him. And so we are like, there's like this war table in my, like dining room that Burns is sitting there and like me and Mike Holmes and maybe you were there and like maybe somebody. No, else. I, I, I wasn't there. I was at my job in Irvine where I was a biomedical engineer. And at this war table, you all decided I did it. <laughs> yeah, Cause I get blown up out of nowhere. I was like, you fucked dad boner. And I'm just like, what? See, I barely what? remember that. I remember the way that he decides to get out of it. He's like, we got to kill a major character to like shift attention away from whatever's happening over here. So well, we were, we, I, I'm ahead. at work worried. I just lost all my friends. Like, I'm cause, because we talked in dad boner lingo before we introduced Burns. And even I'm like, yo, we can't say he's dad. So I'm like, you're yelling at the wrong guy. I think like, we were I, mad. I think that we were convinced that it was your fault, but I don't know how long people stayed mad. I, I think it was, no, just it like was a, like, it was like a day, but I'm at my job. And like you are my comedian heroes, I look up to, and you're all like, "You fucked us," and I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." Like I couldn't have been more but, like, yeah, I probably in the moment that's I apologize. I don't if, if I made you feel anyway. I don't think we stayed mad at you. Though, is the thing I think you that, didn't. No, you didn't. I came up and we like got drunk. Like I'm sure that <laughs> night, but it was scary for a second where I was like, I've ruined the only relationships. In I fairness have in the Midwest, you can be like, fuck you. I hate you. And then the next day you can be like, Oh, that was, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, yeah, it was really mean. Uh, but so dad was like, Oh, got a lot Pe- of tra- he killed peanut. Sorry. Sorry. So we decided to kill peanut that we thought that that was like a good, uh, character kill off to to divert attention away from, and know. also what what nobody I, I don't know how many people know this Burns is uh, a weirdo he has like severe um like uh it needs to be perfect I don't oh, know what oh, that is uh, OCD or OCD yeah he has, he has severe OCD so any tweet that would come from Dad Boner was from his laptop. He didn't do it on his phone. He had to sit down. He had to do it on his laptop. 
and he had to be very present. And because people were looking up, where's the IP coming from? Like, where where is the the information coming from? That's how people were like was, hunting for dad bars so bad. Yeah. And they're like, hey, this photo was taken here, whatever, you know. And it was all like, it was all like, oh, Los Angeles, but it's like, of course it's here. And um, it, yeah, it got like, it was a real hunt. To, so much that my not popular at all podcast is the one that tipped tipped it over. Aren't you? But aren't I mean it was popular enough. But did they did they mention you guys in the article? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, they were <laughs> okay. like you. You can hear them. You can hear like uh, can't wait for the weekend, you guys. Like before we introduce Burns. So this guy's got a, like a fucking magnifying glass and he's like oh a little brit because like burns burns almost i'm gonna say that he's he would burns is gonna tell me no that this isn't true but he wanted to get caught well who wouldn't you know yeah yeah uh but also i will lay the blame as much as it's laid on me it was andy wood's fault i will blame andy wood (laughs) that son of a bitch andy wood with his stupid jeopardy fame and his stupid fun comedy festival that uh was the greatest thing that ever happened and then was he had to do that uh so okay let's go let's keep going let's talk about like our fun dad boner memories well the the vice interview where he outs himself was one of my favorite weekends too because that was uh by the way aaron carr who's gone on to direct aaron lee carr has gone on to direct like a lot of fun documentaries like true crime documentaries they brought us a like a 24 pack of like Miller lights and then they brought Gator Pain. And then they like were like here we just are big fans uh here. And like uh we got we got to drink Gator Pains the, the whole weekend and they filmed and you were in you were in that as well. The the documentary that was on Vice. Oh, uh, I don't I don't remember being in that, but um but <laughs> I I do remember being part of the Dad Boner book tour where Oh yeah, uh, where I will say, uh, rarely have I seen anyone's fame go to their head as quickly as Burns. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> I mean, he went from obscurity to selling out like all the coolest venues on the East Coast. But uh, but yeah, like, and I was, you know, I was fresh on SNL at the time. <laughs> Uh, I guess it was never not fresh on it because I was booted pretty quick. But um, I will say you stayed pretty fresh on SNL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Always fresh, never not fresh. Whenever I popped up, you go, "Oh, this guy's still new." You never, uh, whenever you saw Brooks, you never went sick of this fucking guy. <laughs> You're like, "Who's that? Why don't they give him a shot?" Another but, uh, Brooks Whelan sketch. Come on. But we took a we. I had like a week off, and Burns is going on tour to promote. The book with the best with, t-shirts of all time. I don't remember the t-shirts. Oh, they're great. I still wear it all the time. Those, those power what moves a, tour t-shirts. They're fucking awesome. It's like a Seeger, uh, parody. They're amazing. I love it. Um, but we go and I'm, it's also the first time I, oh, those are my dogs. First time I learned about, um, managers not uh being uh telling you what's going on because we did boston yeah and i remember um we stayed at like the nicest hotel in boston i was like this is great i didn't know that was coming out of my paycheck (laughs) 
<laughs> the the fucking hotel. Yeah, I didn't know that. Like amazing. But my manager at the time was like, "We want to stay at this hotel," and it was just like, "Yeah, that's awesome." And then like later, I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like I was stay at a Holiday Inn. We stayed at like the nicest hotel in Boston. Uh, but so we cruise around. We do like Baltimore, Boston fucking new york i'm not sure who's on the tour you and bronger and burns or who's there yeah yeah it's me bronger and burns just for the just for that little east coast section yeah uh and um we've all felt ourselves a little too much before what did he do he at the great scott in boston i'll be this is this is factual he sells out the great scott which is a really cool how many seater I don't know, a few like five, six hundred. Damn, it, it, it was awesome. Yeah, Dad Boner Peak, uh, which is a bummer that there was a peak and that it just couldn't sustain. You know what I mean? But uh, sells it out, then gets so wasted, you know, that he gets kicked out of the venue. He just sold out, so he gets booted. And I'm sure he has a different point of view because we went across the street and his. His point of view is he's like, well, I just wasn't allowed into the next bar. I'm like, no, you were kicked out of that bar and not allowed into the other bar, too. Uh, but it was like, a, you know, it was a nice it was exciting. It was very exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, Because he wrote the book Living With You, if you want to talk about that. Yeah, the book like he that was he was under an enormous amount of stress for that because he had like deadlines they sold the book and they're like, okay, then he had like a deadline. Like I've written one book and I wrote the whole thing and then tried to sell it. So nobody was really like, you got to do it by, there was stuff I had to do, but he had to like write a book in a deadline. So he was, he had to go be secluded because he's living in fucking animal house and he can't like sit down and, and like do these things. Like, so he, so yeah, he like went missing for a while and then like, to turn the book in which was which was incredible yeah and i love the book i've i've had to do that where recently where we sold a show and then they were like we need two more episodes in 10 weeks and i had to be like hey guys not i didn't even say hey guys i just like my phone wasn't on for 10 weeks and i had to write two episodes of television i was just like yeah you can't have like distractions and i mean it is there's part of it that's like of course you check your fucking you know, Instagram and shit like that. But like, it's kind of nice to have an excuse to be like, I don't need to talk to anybody for weeks. Cause I got to do this thing. I think it's the happiest I've ever been. In really? Those 10 weeks. I mean, what, the st- what made you happiest? The stress and the like gun to your head. And I think it's the funniest thing I've ever written in like, like, Honestly, 18 hour work days. Like I love if you like what you're doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, for you're, sure. You're, I'm laughing the whole time. Yeah. Like it was, it was so fun to create these, these TV shows, but this isn't about me. This is about dad boner <laughs> and the tour where I just saw Burns. Like I saw the opening night. I want to say at satellite in silver Lake. And it was like Pat Oswald, Rob Delaney, like Jenny Johnson, high five Bronger. And then I did one of the live shows in Portland at Bridgetown with like Ian Carmel and like Bronger and David Angelo. 
and maybe you were on. I don't even remember. I was shit faced on that one, but it was like the greatest show that I'd ever been a part of. Yeah, I definitely wasn't at the Portland one. Uh, I think I was like taking a breather from I toured a little too much for a second. But uh, but so he makes he makes this book. Dad Boner is now peak Dad Boner sell sells it from my point of view uh, to Comedy Central. Yes. uh, As a cartoon, which I always thought was a bad idea. You didn't like the cartoon aspect of it? No, because before I got SNL, I wrote a spec of Dad Boner. Did you really? Yeah, I have it. Yeah, I wrote uh, because I was like, I really want to be hired to write on television. I'm still a biomedical engineer. So I wrote a spec episode of Dad Boner, how I saw it. Yeah. Which was just this really dark uh, comedy and it was the episode, it was called Super Bowl Fever. And it was the episode, it was, in me it was the episode, but it was the time where him and Dave have a Super Bowl party and then neither one of them will clean it up. So they both move out of the apartment. <laughs> and like, I wrote that as an episode just to be like, hey, hire me. Yeah. Here is my resume. I wrote an episode of your television show. Uh, and But then I got SNL and I bounced to SNL. But when I would come back, it's a good, I would, it's a good decision. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, when I would come back, I would visit him, like at the office, because that. Yeah. And, yes. And he's work. He's working on that, and uh, he's working on it with. He's working on it with this this guy. I won't say his name, but dude wasn't. The dude was just putting his name on it. The Comedy he's, Central he, guy. The guy he wrote it with. Oh, okay. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> Just threw his name on it. I did. I, I and I just never agreed with the it being a cartoon. I wanted it to be an FX comedy. Who, who did you see as Carl? I have no idea. But just like God, I remember we I, talked about it a little bit. This was he. We talked about Tom Segura. Yeah, I was gonna say like Brendan Fraser. Like, just, oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I, I really, really saw it as not a cartoon because it was so real and to make it a cartoon was to me a mistake. Yeah. I thought he was, I thought he was going to be Trey Parker and Matt stone. Like I really, I, I didn't know that comedy central and Twitter would be dying entities by the time that we talked about it. Now I thought that he was like on his way. I would go visit him at his office He'd take me around. There looked like there was like 50 people making this fucking thing. And then like we would get tapes of like the voices of people like auditioning. And I'd be like, this is so cool. I really thought that. uh... And then I saw it. And I didn't love it the way that I loved like dad boner when I first. No, Uh, we can be honest. I mean, he, he gave us the reins for this week's episode. I do not think the cartoon was at all a depiction of how funny Dad Bunner was. No. I but part of it is you get to read you get to read it in your own voice. Like do you ever read, read like Confederacy of Dunces? They've never made that work. Like Well, I've tried like 80 times, but you you you're on the right part. You're on the right path. Yeah. What you're saying is right. Like they people read like I read his voice in Confederacy of Dunces, like Ignatius P. Riley, as like 
the comic book guy from the Simpsons. So I was like dying laughing while I read it or some people are. So like they tried it with like Belushi. It didn't work. Like they can never figure this thing out because people, it's something that it's like dad boner. It's something that people love. People have only read and then they read it. Like, how does he say celebration? Does he say, cause like people are like, Oh, I thought it was celebration. And then you're like, what? You know, like shit like that. That's just like a small example. So how does he talk? Like, uh, what does he like look like? What does Dave look like? You know, stuff like that. That could be like, oh, I had it. So it's never going to be 100% like the way that people love it the most personally, probably. Yeah. No, but it should have been a live action is like my pushback. Yeah, probably. I mean, but the thing that they made instead was like that Legends of Something Something basketball show. Again, well, I want to I say Burns has no say in what we're saying right now. So all of the shit talking and everything, well, he, he could be like, no, you got no, Brooks, you stupid. Brad, you fucking idiot. Like he he's doing that right now. But. Sure, but like it should be live action. Comedy Central is like by this time, it's 2023, like – notoriously wrong at that in that period i mean they're like dead. They made, they're dead so it's like yeah that, they that's what up. i mean like they were making mistake after mistake after mistake after yeah. mistake this is one of the mistakes for sure you had workaholics you had broad city why don't you bring in fucking this dad boner-esque shit yeah. maybe it's not the right thing take it to fucking fx like you know what i mean like I always felt like it belonged on FX. There was also a thing before Comedy Central got it, from bought from a guy that like we all know and like. But before that, it was like Fred Savage from Wonder Years. Wanted- oh my god, I will talk crazy shit about this guy. <laughs> this fucking psychopath. He was a, he was a big allegedly. Fan. <laughs> Fred Savage no. from Wonder Years and Princess Bride and Wizard. This Fred Savage. Macho Man Fred Savage. Type his name in. Look at the first news story. <laughs> Bad guy. I do. N- I have no problem saying when people are pieces of shit. He, this dude's a piece of shit. He had this, like a look first this, deal at like ABC or something. This fuck. This fuck who directed. <laughs> Season two of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. My favorite television show of all time. I have nothing but respect for season two of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I loved and respected Fred Savage. I couldn't like I couldn't believe Burns was having meetings with him. Fred Savage is going to direct and help him develop Dad Boner. Yeah. They, they have a fucking outing. They have an out, like, or whatever. Like, Fred's like, it's got to go to, I don't know, ABC. You're yeah, right. Yeah, ABC. And then Burns is like, I don't know about that. Burn, and then they get, in a, they get in a fight. Fred Savage. Who has a fucking million dollars at like minimum yeah. from Wonder Years? This guy doesn't even need fucking money. Yeah. He sends lawyers after Burns yeah. saying you can't use anything that we talked about. Send lawyers after me, Fred Savage. You fucking grab ass bitch. Like, I do <laughs> not like, like, I don't respect him. And I did respect him. I respect him so much until he like creatively hurt. One of my best friends. That was some I felt- crazy shit. Cause like Burns would be like, I turned the deal down. And then the, the agent at CAA, the most powerful agency in the history of the world is like, we're not telling Mr. Savage. No. And he's like, Ugh. well, you actually, you work for me. So do it. And they're like, we are not turning this down. 
And he's just like, it's just going to get fucking shelved. He needs to give them something because he's at his deadline. Fuck you. And they're like, no, fuck you. You say yes to Mr. Fred Savage. It yeah, just like every shit. Yeah, either way. Well, Fred's on his way out. Later, peace. Uh, <laughs> fucking, I, I don't know what he did. I just know enough people are over his shit. If you sue someone, if you're very rich and you meet an artist who's created something cool and then you guys don't see eye to eye and you sue them to not use any of the things you talked about, fuck off. When he got his Comedy Central check, I want to say Michigan State was like, oh, we've been looking for you. Thank you. You owe us this money for your tuition. Yoink. So Burns got like a check for like $200. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Fred Savage has more than that. And it's a. am sorry, whoever I just ruined the Wonder Years for. Um, because I do love the Wonder Years. He, you know, here's the other secret I learned. That from the was Wonder before years. he uh, allegedly sexually assaulted women, though. I don't know if he ever sexually assaulted women. What I don't. Did he do? I don't. What did he do? He's I think like... he was just an asshole. Oh, I think it just got around that he was a jerk. I think didn't he jack off in front of women and tell me they couldn't leave or something? What did Fred Savage do? Let's look up. Fred. You're thinking of Louis C.K. <laughs> um, no, I think he was just kind of a jerk. Okay, but um. Misconduct. Uh, whatever. It doesn't, it, it does matter, but I don't, if someone is, sucks, you should be able to say they suck and it's fine. Oh, sure. That's my new tick on life. Yeah. Like, um, uh, I could go on. I have no problem being like, you don't need to like attack people when they're at their lowest, but if someone's a piece of shit, like call them out. Be like, you're being a piece of shit. Knock it yeah, out. In fairness, we hated Fred Savage from this way before he had misconduct allegations on the set of whatever he was, I think whipping his dick around allegedly. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to look also, into this. Also, I just, I, so I spent the last two years developing a show uh, and I watched a lot of television shows that lasted a long time to see why they were. Yeah. Like, why does this work? Why does Cheers work? Why does Friends work? Why does Seinfeld work? Seinfeld is the writing. Cheers is like, hey, you know, like, I, you know, that those are a group of people I want to be with. Uh, friends is like, they're best friends. You know, like, why does each of them work? The only reason I could figure out why the Wonder Years worked, because it's a cartoon, to be honest. It's baby it, boomer nostalgia. It, it's just, it's a whatever who gives a shit. And then at the end fucking the dude from home alone gives a nice Daniel speech Stern. yeah over a uh wonderful montage from a song from the 60s and you're like that yeah it just matters how the final one minute of an episode feels that's all it is so the wonder years is not as good as you think it is <laughs> go watch it you're gonna be like this doesn't make any sense and then at the end, Janis Joplin's going to sing over the fireworks display while fucking Fred Savage kisses Wendy. And you're going to be like, this is the best episode of TV I've ever fucking seen. And his best friend later removed his rib to suck his own dick and became Marilyn Manson, I heard. I don't know if this is true, but uh, I heard. That's fact. That's a fact. I heard um, Paul from the Wonder Years. Is that his name? I don't know. It is Paul. It is Paul. Uh, so either way. So he developed it with old Fred Savvy and uh, then Fred it'll be like you can't use any of the ideas that we came up with and it's like 
Buddy, what ideas did you have? Fred Savage is the worst Fred I can think of. And there's some terrible Freds. Right, said Fred. Good guy. Fred Durst. Hell of a guy. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. But um, <laughs> probably I'm surprised we haven't found out much about Fred Durst, unless we have. And I just am not up to date on all the allegation stuff. So, well, go ahead. Actually, you know what? That probably means Fred Durst is a pretty good guy. Yeah. If we haven't heard anything. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Anyone you haven't heard anything about by now, probably decent fella. Who was in a bad band? Have you ever heard anybody anything negative about a person from a bad band? That's hilarious. The band was a, people have actively tried to like cancel him, probably. Yeah, and he's just like, what? They tried to blame <laughs> Woodstock '99 on him, and he's like, this didn't this kind of look like it ruled when I did break stuff though? And we we're like, yes. Oh man, everybody breaks some stuff tonight. Ah, oh, incredible. So, so I guess back to this long-winded story of. We we didn't love the cartoon. It didn't it didn't do the, but I still wish it would have worked. Obviously, and I still like I thought it was going to work. It was one of those things where I'm like I don't know, but I I never watch a pilot and really think like this shit is amazing. Like I everybody's talking about um, Andor. I watched the pilot. I'm like this shit sucks. I don't I don't I. It takes me every single time I watch a pilot to to remind myself. It's a pilot. Like they're trying to cram in so much information. Yeah. So I, I, you just so like, wrote a goddamn pilot and then two more episodes. So you know exactly what I'm talking yes, about. Yes. I don't. So we, and then we just read them. We, so they'll be out in a few months. But so for this television show I wrote for Fox called Wheeler Motors, uh, the pilot, pilots are so formulaic. You have to be like, and there he is, <laughs> my old nemesis. You know what I mean? And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. Annoying. You just you have to give all the information in the pilot. Then we run yeah. episodes two and three. You can go and nuts. It's episodes two and three are the funniest fucking episodes of television, and I clearly love them because I wrote them. Right. But I would be like, these would be the funniest things ever on network television. They were fucking crazy. They were insane. But the pilot, I'm like, that's a good pilot, right? But who cares? So. I'm glad yeah. we I'm glad we got to write episodes two and three because you got to see the world. You know so what I that's, mean? That's the kind of thing I thought that what would happen is every week, week to week, Dad Boner or whatever it was going to be called, Power Moves, was going to be the funniest thing on that network. It's just that getting through like it, this is who this uh, guy is. This is the world that we're in. Well, if it isn't well, my son, this name, and my wife, Anne, and my friend, Dave. Like, you have to do all that stupid shit because it's I also, 22 what, minutes. What, and... what, pro- what probably worked so well about Twitter is it's such a slow burn. Because, like, and you can't do that on TV. You can't have him living with Anne and it just slight grudges. You know what I mean? Like, you can't have him be, like, the pilot. I want to take the boat out for the weekend and I can't. You know what I mean? Because that's what the pilot should be. That's what the uh, Twitter was. Yeah, it's. it's I'm sure he got so many notes that he probably fought, and he had to deal with like what Comedy Central said, what the other writer guy said, what the animator said. It probably. Whereas with like when it's just him and no one gives a fuck except for him, he can sit down and do whatever he wants, and he's amazing at dialogue. He's amazing at like figuring out what's funny about a sad life. Do you know what I mean? If that makes sense? 
Yeah, we we've written we wrote a movie together, me and Burns, and we wrote we took a TV show out together. Um, so we, I've written with that I've written with Burns like hundreds of hours. Yeah, and he's so good at it. Um, and like honestly, with the show Wheeland Motors, which was about Iowa, me and my family selling cars, like Burns was our going to be our like first hire. I'm like, I need a guy who can come in and understand this world. Yeah. But understand this world from the point of view that you're going to be sympathetic from. Yeah. But, and I also like dad boner, what like is, and I guess was for people who followed it. It was also real time. So if you were like, I don't know if this is a real guy or what, because for a while it was a guy's face. And it was like a guy who lived in, I think, like Canada. <laughs> he just yeah, he lived in Canada. His kid found out and they made him switch his face. Yeah. But then Burns seamlessly transitioned it into a, <laughs> the woman who lived below him uh, had drawn a photo of him. So he yeah. put the new drawing up. Yeah. So whatever was happening in like, hey, take my dad, my dead dad's picture off of your fucking creepy account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, the guy did look like the way that Tom Segura looked back then, too. It was pretty crazy. But, uh, yeah, so then, like, I, people got to be like, oh, I wonder, like, he's, so he's really looking forward to the weekend. You got to wake up and kind of live this life with this guy if you if Yeah, you because. But I guess like, that's what know, TV does as well. Well, no, but, like, on Friday at, like, noon, he's like, this weekend is going to rock. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't fucking wait. Yeah. Me and Anne have tickets to see uh, America at the bandstand. And then, like, you would wait on pins and needles till Wednesday, where he would then tweet. You fucked it up. I really had a bad time. Yeah. (laughs) That's when it kept happening is when I started reading it from start to finish. He's... He's like took his shit in the shower again. It was like after his heights, like his hopes were up so high that they were crushed again. That I ca- I was like, to me, that his dreams getting crushed and his like, well, I guess my dreams got crushed again, like attitude made me laugh so fucking hard. And at that point in time, you know, he's got his laptop on his bed couch you know, watching a tiny TV in this awful apartment. And he's right. And that's where it's coming from. He's, he's living in squalor and he's seeing his two roommates, like getting shit housed every night and he's getting, you know, and he's doing the same stuff. So it was like, he's kind of, and the, and the girl he was dating at the time started doing dad boner stuff, like losing her mind too. Well, I'm still friends with her, and I think she's a wonderful lady. But she did throw his bed out the window. No, diff- this is uh, before, before this, before this person. Oh, okay, okay, good, good. He lived with. Uh, he. We don't need to get into it. Yeah. Unimportant, unimportant, unimportant. She's um, into QAnon now, which is a fun fact, and so I uh, secretly will get forwarded her uh, tweets every now and then. Not, not bed throw, but a different one. Incredible. Um, well, I'll send Burns, I will send Burns my, uh, submission to write for dad boner. Yeah, that's amazing. My point of view. And, uh, he'll put it up on the Patreon. If you want to read Brooks Whelan's, uh, I think I do. Did you read it? No, I want to read it though. I'm saying I don't. Okay. Well, I'll send it. He'll put it on Patreon. If you want to read like how I perceived the show to go. Because I would just wanted a job, you know, and I would I lived in Hollywood and I would just like sit on my roof 
and I would bang out bang out scripts until I got to Saturday Night Live, and they were like, "You suck at writing," and I was like, "Wait, what?" Uh, before that, I wrote alone all the time, and I, I loved writing alone. And then after SNL, I was like, "I can't write alone. I'm bad at it." So oh, no. God, well, I, I mean, hate, that's what I hate it when someone gives a note like that, and then it sticks with you forever or something. Yeah, and I know I felt very confident, and, uh, but that show will take your confidence away, uh, like any yeah, other yeah. place. Well, yeah, you would visit like Andy Wood's house. I saw you for the first time, and I was like, "How's it going?" And you're like, "Bad," and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this sounds terrible." That Jay Moore book was right, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Jay Moore's doing all right. Yeah, he's, um, he's doing just fine. But just giant fan of of uh, Dad Boner and in the world it created and the community it brought together and uh anybody who was like cool you knew that they like were cool if they knew about that is true that became like a shorthand back then that became like a shorthand for like i'm cool i like this thing as well so i also am cool yeah like my uh girlfriend's ex she was like oh him and him and his brothers were like obsessed with dad boner and i was like well i can't hate that guy i had good taste yeah for sure do you have to you have to take off at three is that right yeah okay what do you want to plug before we before we go where do you want people miss brooks whelan they can find you at entry level uh i'll be at zanies in chicago right. i'm headline headline in zanies february 2nd through the 4th so that's in two weeks. Uh, so if you live in the Midwest and you want to hear me talk about the Midwest, uh, I will be there. And um, yeah. I said this on the other thing, but more people forwarded your joke about drinking in the Midwest than they have sent me anything viral before. So I'm like, yeah, I know him. What are you sending me this for? But people would send it anyway. Yeah. That's the other part that's weird is like, I'm I'm sure you feel the same. Like you hit an age where you're like, I'm the best at comedy I've ever been, but yet, uh, l- less people are interested in it. Yeah, I th- heat is a real strange drug, and it trickles away with time. Even though you, like, I had way more industry attention at age 29 than it than now, and I was I had seven minutes of material. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was. It doesn't matter, but I was literally a coin flip away from having uh, this show called Animal Control coming out on Fox after the Super Bowl. Uh, It was between me and them like four months ago. And uh, now I'm just like, God damn. Like, and like, I'm pitching to Fox again, like next week with our new show. Yes. Well, not yes. Well, but it's just like, they're like, yeah, I can't wait. I'm like, Wait, wait, what do you like? You owe me. We, you owe me my dreams. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Come on. No one no one owes you anything uh in this world. Oh no, Fox. Come on, Fox gods. You gotta pray to the Fox gods. Nah, no. Nah, Everybody will... pray to Catholic Jesus for Brooks Whelan. I pray for to Mary, I guess, to uh Dubuque Hempstead or whatever high school Brooks went to. The the Midwestern Iowa Jesus pray for brooks to get this fox show how well playing dubuque they always say well i think pretty well wait what they always would say that like in show business like they would pitch him a show like seinfeld and they'd be like yeah this is about new york but how will this play in dubuque was like the old saying was that real yeah dubuque was always the go-to 
My new show happens in Dubuque. There you go. So how will it play in Dubuque? My last show would have been a fucking hit, you idiots. Uh, <laughs> fucking have fun when animal control tanks, you stupid motherfuckers. I'll tell you one thing. Like, I've never rooted against a show in my head more than any more than this animal control show. And frankly, that fucking basketball show that you picked for on Comedy Central over over Dad Boner. Well, it's because fucking animal control already exists. It was called Parks and Rec. <laughs> You're redoing a thing. You stole something. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I am just like disgusted. Yeah, but then you got to go to the Christmas party with like Sean Hannity. They're different, but they're not that different is all I'll say. It's the same guy. It's Rupert Murdoch. I mean, that's who it is. I thought I was writing a show for Fox that I grew up with and I wasn't. That's all I'll say. Well. They, can, they got shows like Call Me Cat. That's their comedy. That and show, I, uh, Animal Control, uh, Legends of Chamberlain Heights, and whatever Fred Savage has done can suck my uh, my literal asshole. I will say this. So the intro to my television show, which I always was kind of a little against, I thought it was an, I thought it was a cartoon. Was there was a eight foot long yellow African rock python wrapped around my neck. And it's cut. It's from a real story where you you remember Perry, this girl I dated. Yeah, Perry. Oh yeah, railroad money, nice caboose. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Sure. We went to Hawaii together, but she always thought I was lame because I was afraid of snakes. So I thought about holding a snake to get her back one time. And uh, in the intro of my show, a snakes are wrapped around my neck. Yeah, like just to show that this guy's out of his element. I see a commercial for animal control the other day while I'm watching football. It's Joel McHale with an eight-foot-long yellow African rock python wrapped around Shut the neck. fuck up. Not joking. Not one bit joking. I email the president of Comedy at Fox and the vice president. And I go, you guys have to understand how this is upsetting. Uh, and they're like, well, it's a show about animals. This is bound to happen. And I'm like, well, you could choose a different color snake. Was this in the pilot? Because in my head, I'm like, if it's in the pilot, maybe they wrote it before they go, it Fox, wasn't in the pilot. Oh, Brooks Whelan. You owe him a show. <laughs> or let me write for animal control. You're already using my stuff. You owe Brooks Whelan, Fox. To everybody at Fox, you owe Brooks Whelan. That's what I will say. I We did readings of Whelan Motors, which is coming out on the show Dead Pilot Society, and I, uh, the vice president of comedy. I know people Fox. that are actually excited. Did this already? Wait, it already happened, right? Yeah, it happened. It was great. But the vice president. Okay. Yeah, and I always hated how the the, the snake was uh, wrapped around my neck. I thought it was cartoonish. So I changed it for the table read of the snakes biting me. Because I think that's funnier and darker. Yeah. And uh, the vice president of comedy was there. And she was like, I liked it better when it was wrapped around you. And I go, I know you did. You put it in another <laughs> show. <laughs> you owe him. Fox comedy. You owe my man, Brooks Whelan. I want to no guest roll. I want to I want to guest roll on whatever show you, you get on. I want to come on and be like... Hey, where's the bathroom? That's all I want to do. Just go, hey, where's the bathroom? And they'd be like, that guy has to shit or something. No That's way. You would have been you would have been great on Wheeler Motors as a guy who like rents my son's pornos and I have to like go fight him. <laughs> Come on, Fox, you owe him. He would have cast me in a fun scumbag role that I was born to play. I yeah, am, like what? I am muscatine trash, baby. I could have done anything on that show. Uh, so yeah, so just, I don't know, just come to the show at Zany's and, uh, whatever, who cares? Uh, what do you got to, 
promote, Bredo? Uh, I have a special on YouTube. You can uh, stream for free, uh, youtube.com slash Mike Bridenstine. Uh, I got an album. Uh, I got a book coming out in September. There's an excerpt on Chicago Mag today. It's link in. You go to my link tree. All of this shit is there. Incredible. Well, it's great to see you, man. You I'm going to take off. All right. I will see you soon. Fox. Dad boner for life. Dad boner for life. Dad boner for life. Fox, you owe him. Uh, I don't owe me shit. Dad boner rules. <laughs> okay, bye. Got football on TV. My girlfriend, you see sleazy. Favorite kind of beer is free. I'm just making power moves. Sipping some natty lights. Late nights and bar frights. Rocking the Winston lights. Just making power moves. Yeah, I'm making power moves. Just to a Detroit groove. All American dudes. Just making power moves. Yeah, I'm making power moves. Rockin' a Detroit groove. Just some American dudes. I'm making power moves. I'm making power moves.